And if you're stuck and not getting, not making the money you want, not having the love that you want, not having the relationships with other people that you want, not having the relationships with your children that you want, if you're not having the type of health and fitness that every single person can have, you know, there's someone out there who you can work with and they can get you to the next level. But you've got to step up and invest in it. You've got to get committed. And that's the only way. That is the shortcut that everyone's looking for. What's up, my friend? I'm health expert Ted Rice, and today I'm coming to you from Phnom Penh, Cambodia. That's right, where I've been for the past week. And I'm going to tell you a crazy story about Cambodia and my experience here. Before I do that, I want to say Merry Christmas. I hope you had an amazing Christmas. I hope you spent it with your family and friends. I hope you ate all the good stuff, got what you wanted to get for Christmas. I hope your stocking was stuffed with what you wanted. I hope you had some amazing memories. I hope you created some amazing memories. I also hope that you're gearing up for an incredible 2020. So I had an unusual Christmas. I'm going to tell you about it today. Before I do, I want to let you know that I'm releasing a new series on December 30th. It's going to be three episodes about everything that you need to do to make 2020 your year. I'm really excited to release this because it's going to be going into things that go beyond just what to eat and how to exercise. And I've been getting into a lot of the deeper health issues or areas rather lately. And I feel like so many of us, we look for like that magic supplement or that magic diet or autophagy from fasting. Have you heard about autophagy? It's just all about autophagy right now. So we look at these things, but we, we don't look deeper and So we're going to do that in this series. Really excited to release it. So stay tuned for that. And if this is your first time listening, what Legendary Life is about, it's about clearing up health and fitness confusion by breaking down science-based information on how to lose fat, prevent disease, and live a longer, healthier life. At least that's what I've been saying every episode for, for months now, but we're really going to be shifting into something a bit different. The show evolves as I evolve because it has to evolve as I evolve and as you evolve. So let me tell you about my Christmas. First of all, I am in a situation where I I stay, spend most of my time in Thailand. It's just a really comfortable place for me to be. I've got the Muay Thai. I've got the Thai food. Oh, so delicious. In fact, you know what? So sorry. You've never even had Thai food unless you've been to Thailand. You're like, I just love Thai food. I go down to the Thai restaurant. Maybe if you're in Australia or somewhere close to Thailand, but if you're, uh, it doesn't even matter. But but they're Thai. The people who own it, they're Thai. Yeah, they, they don't give you the real deal. Sorry to say. And the quality of the produce and, and meats that they use is ain't the same either. So I have to leave because you can't stay in a country unless you have a long-term visa. So I went to Cambodia and and I really like having, I I like being forced out of the country to be quite honest, because it makes me have to experience a different place. It breaks me out of my routine. 
So I chose to come back to Cambodia. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I've been there and went to Siem Reap to see Kor Wat, which is a temple uh, a complex from the 1200s. It's just completely amazing. So rich in history is this area. But this time I went to Phnom Penh and I wanted to see what are known as the killing fields. And before I tell you this story, I watched a video on Facebook the other day and I shared it because I thought it was so powerful. And the video was this person who was coming across these people who were really hurting. In fact, and this was an animated cartoon, very abstract, not real people in other words. And so the person, like one, one of uh, the scenes, I guess you would call it, there was a person about to jump off a bridge and commit suicide and their body was filled with this black, right? They were painted black and the other, the person who this video was about, this figure really was uh, like a grayish or, you know, just empty. And then you see the person start to talk to the person who's about to commit suicide. And then he ends up hugging her. And then that blackness that was in her goes into him and you see it disappear from her and go into his body. And then he comes across another person who's in trouble and and does something for them and absorbs more of that black into his body. And this happens a couple more times until he's at the end of the video. It's like even making me tear up thinking about it. So, so silly in a way, but so powerful in another. And uh, he gets home to his dog, just filled with this other people's suffering, right? And then he starts playing with the dog and then it all goes away. And I was thinking like, I kind of went through that lately. I've been going through a lot of that lately. So I went to, I spent my Christmas Eve going to the killing fields, which if you don't know, if you don't know the history of the Khmer Rouge and what they did in Cambodia, the communist government that ended up murdering 2 million of its <laughs> 6 million population, just, just a, a very harrowing story, harrowing story, however you say that word. And, uh, I went to the place, the S21 prison, where people were held and tortured and only 11 people out of the 10,000 people that went through there made it out alive. I ended up meeting one of the people. And if you're at all familiar with this story, maybe you've seen the movie, The Killing Fields that came out in the, the 80s, or maybe you saw First They Killed My Father, the, the movie that came out just a few years back that uh, what's her name? Angelina Jolie directed, very powerful. But I'll tell you when you're there and seeing it in person and the blood stains are still on the floor from the torture that they did and you're seeing all the instruments and the, it's just uh, really heavy. And then we went out, so that's the prison and then we went out to the fields and this is my Christmas Eve, mind you, okay? This is my Christmas Eve. So, Then we went out to the killing fields and I saw the monument that has 18 levels of bones, skulls filling up these cases and 18 
levels represent the 18,000 people that were killed in this particular killing field. And uh, I was handling it well until I got to the killing tree. And there's this tree that you uh, get to on the, on the tour. And it's covered with these bracelets. And uh, you start reading about what happened. And I, I was with a tour guide. I actually did a private tour, just one-on-one. And he explained the story, whole story and the history. Also, the U.S.'s involvement, not very pretty on our part, by the way. Although what we do now for them is uh, we're, we're one of the best allies and, and one of the best people, one of those people, one of the best countries that offers aid. Um, so does Europe. So does Japan. So you get to this tree and you read about how this was the tree that these men mostly were killing children on, right? And, uh, and it's just covered in these bracelets. And man, I just about lost it. It's really intense. And uh, I ended up, I had a bracelet that I bought in Bali. Really cool bracelet beads from the volcano there and with some rudshraka, I forget what they're called, but they're these beads that are very common in, in Buddhist uh, bracelets and Buddhist malas, like the necklaces that you see like uh, real spiritual white people wear. Like I'm so, I do yoga and I, and I meditate and I wear my mala, which with the rudshraskas or rudhaskas or whatever, however you say them, you know? Those, those people. And when I mean white people, I mean every Western person, no matter what their color is really, <laughs> that go down that route and become that person. You know, the mala wearing uh, Western folks. So I left it there and I almost walked away from the tree, but I left, but then I stopped and I'm like, why am I walking away from the tree? I feel, I feel like I have to leave something here. And the, the bracelet also has a Buddha head on it, which by the way, if you're in Thailand and you're wearing a Buddha head on your bracelet or have a Buddha tattoo, that is frowned upon. Uh, it's a little bit different than Christian culture in the US, right? So I go back and I, and I leave it. And my tour guide even asked me, he's like, Oh, you left your bracelet? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's good. Meaning it was like us just what could I do? What else could I do? Hear this story, go through the experience. It was like, fuck, at least I did something. It was really powerful experience. And I'll tell you, probably Christmas Eve isn't the best day to do it on, but that's what I did. And I'll say it's not really for everybody either. And why am I telling you this? Because in spite of this crazy experience on Christmas Eve, my Christmas was even weirder. I'll, I'll share that with you in a second, but uh, just quickly. It's not that interesting. Like what I'm hopefully sharing with you right now is, is more interesting. But I was just thinking about that, how so many people need our help and need us to be strong. And I was telling my friend about this, a really good friend of mine. And um, he's like, man, I would never go out there. 
I, I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. I, I know enough about it. And, um, and I respect that, but I also got me thinking right back to this video that I talked about before I shared this story with you. It takes a strong person to go there and to experience the suffering and pain of other people. One thing I didn't tell you is that the tour guide that I had with me lived through this. He was, he was born in 73. The Khmer Rouge uh, were, were in power from 75 to 79. And as a young boy, this man, this 46-year-old man, he spent 15 months the Khmer Rouge labor camp on the verge of starvation, working long hours, stealing food just to make sure that he would survive, getting beaten when he got caught. And he went and he's lost family members. His parents lost family members. His relatives lost family members. They were murdered. They were they starved to death. They died from disease. And here he is taking me on this tour. And he had to walk out a few times when he was in the S21 prison. Because for me, it's just, a, it's like a crazy story and I'm there experiencing it, right? But for him, he's reliving the trauma that, that he went through, that his family went through, that his country went through. And man, I was like, it takes a really strong person to help other people. And I feel like for so much of my life, I wasn't that person. I couldn't take on the suffering of other people. I didn't have a dog, to, like the video, to suck away the blackness, the darkness. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of joking. But what, what I mean is we need more people like that. Not that you have to go to the S21 prison or visit the killing tree in the killing fields of Phnom Penh. But we need stronger people to stand up for those people who don't feel so strong in life. We need to do more of that if we want our world to be a better place. And one thing that just crushed me about Cambodia is how the people here just need so much help, you know? I ended up meeting another guy. So the tour guide that I hired, he's, he does well. He's like, no, he's very educated, knows his history so well, passionate about telling the story, tells it well. Uh, one of many tour guides who are, who are very passionate about it, I'm lucky to have him. His name is Chanik. Might actually get him on the, the podcast, not so that you can hear all the gory details, but just to hear a story of like a person who's overcome, like not just um, his own personal struggles, but these the struggle of his country to get back on its feet after being torn apart by not only war, but genocide. And again, going back to this idea, I want to ask you, how strong are you? Are you strong enough to take on the suffering of your family, your parents, your children, your brothers, your sisters? We need strong people. And um, to be strong, we also need those people in our life who we can go to. Because I felt like I, and I'll, I'll explain what I mean in a second. I felt like I sucked up all this darkness from people and how, trying to help and, and going through the story and telling this story to you. 
And I felt, and, and I feel like I do this with my coaching clients too. Whatever, whenever they're going, I've, I've had a few clients go through some tough things while they were in coaching with me. And one of the big breakthroughs for me is that I started working with coaches, more coaches. And I'm working with, I worked with a coach. And don't worry if you're like, oh shit, Ted, are you turning this crazy story into a plug about your coaching program? No, I'm not doing that. I'm just sharing a personal story. I'm just going to promote the the series on de- December 30th. So just chill out, okay? So I started working with these coaches. In fact, um, just really briefly, my Christmas day sucked. There's no other way to say it. I was supposed to fly back to Thailand to have dinner with Giselle, my wife, at the Mandarin Oriental, which is the place to go if you're going to be uh, looking for uh, the best quality food in Thailand, basically. And the, be- the best experience is a luxurious hotel, as all Mandarin Orientals are. And it just the one in Bangkok has such an amazing reputation. Haven't been there yet, and we were so looking forward to it. But as I got into Thailand, I got denied entry and they wouldn't tell me why, because I had all my stuff in order. I I do exactly what they tell me to do. I leave when they tell me when when, when it's time. I, I never overstay on my visas. I get extensions. I do everything by the book. And they didn't tell me they shipped me. I, I had to go back to Phnom Penh. I had to spend a hundred bucks to, to buy a ticket. Not, not the end of the world, but it's like a throwing away a hundred dollars basically because I wanted to stay there. So anyway, I didn't want to go back to Phnom Penh. Didn't want to go back to Cambodia, but was forced to do it. So I spent the entire day detained in immigration, being treated kind of not so nicely. It's like, why are you my being treated like I did something wrong? So come to find out when I get to Cambodia that uh, I come to find out when I get there, the Cambodian immigration people let me know that oh you don't you you have you don't have any places for any visas in your passport. In the past two years, I've been traveling. I have maxed out my passport, and that's why I got sent back. and And I was so stressed out and livid, right? Indignant would be probably the the word. And. I ended found myself, I had to buy this plane ticket last minute. I had to buy, I, I had to uh, reserve a hotel. I actually think I've figured this situation out. I'm actually going back to, it's uh, Thursday as I do this. On Friday, while you're listening to this episode, I will have uh, attempted to go back into Thailand and hopefully uh, the issue will be resolved. But I was here in the hotel today in the Jingdu Hotel, which is a Chinese hotel. A story for another time, how Chinese are taking over and exploiting from mainland China, kind of taking over and exploiting places all in Southeast Asia. We'll have to have that conversation sometime, but not today. But I was in the hotel and um, one of my coaches just kind of reached out to me because I'm kind of working with him on some health and some fat loss stuff. And, And so I hopped on a call with him. I talked him through it. And then we switched roles and then, you know, I was, I was the coach, I was walking him through it, but then he switched roles and he's a little bit older than me. And this is the guy who I'm working with on um, my relationship with Giselle. So love and life as Rory, my coach likes to call it. 
love and life. And uh, man, I just broke down talking to him. And I felt like here's someone like is in my corner and is kind of taking up this my suffering and pain. And he even said that. He even said, you know, I hold, I hold people's trauma. And uh, if you're not working with him and you hear that, you're probably like, hold people's trauma, you're holding space. And so he's probably one of those mala bead wearing white people. <laughs> and by white people, I mean black people, Hispanic people, any Western person who starts doing that. But it's more fun to just say white people, right? We kind of take a lot of a lot of crap these days. So he said that. And I'm like, and I was thinking, you know, that's exactly what he's doing. And that's exactly what I needed. And I started crying, telling him about the experience and telling him about, uh, you know, struggling with my relationship with Giselle and not being able to see her on Christmas. And um, man, you know, it was just someone for me, someone in my corner, someone who had my back. And for a lot of us, I don't think we have people like that. And what I'm getting around to, if you're wondering where I'm going with this, is we all need to be as strong as we can be. We all need people like that. It's kind of funny because the most successful people I know don't have anyone helping them out. The most financially successful. So I want to be clear about that because that's not the most successful people in life most financially successful people I know don't have a coach. In fact, one of my new one-on-one clients was like, you know, nobody, everybody comes to me for help. And I don't, I don't go to anybody uh, because I, I don't have anybody. I'm the guy. And again, I'll return to this idea for us to be as strong as we need to be. We need to have these people in our life. And I want to ask you right now, who's, who is that for you? Do you have a person? It doesn't necessarily have to be a coach, but who is that for you? And don't say your parents. I got a dad. My dad's great. I get advice from him, but he doesn't help me in the way that my coaches help me. I've got a great relationship and he gives me advice and he's, he's wise, not beyond his years. He's 76. So I think appropriately wise for his age, wiser than most. But he doesn't help me the way my coaches help me. You really need someone with the experience and skills to help you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in health and fitness. It could be something else. In fact, one of the people who who have helped me immensely recently is uh, I'm in therapy with a trauma expert. Helps me so much. Because I find myself, probably like you do, running these dumb patterns of behavior. Like, why am I doing this behavior? I get it. I get almost obsessed with doing this thing. And it's, it's kind of, it's okay. But then it starts becoming an obsession. And that's when it not, that's when it doesn't become okay. That's when it becomes not okay is what I'm trying to say. And then I talk through it with her. And then I feel more in control afterward. It puts it in perspective. And who else can do that? Your dad can't do that. Your mom can't do that. Your best friend can't do it. I mean, look at their issues, right? This is a trained professional who does this with experience. And the biggest leveling up that I've done 
has been through working with these people. And so I want to ask you, who are you working with? Again, it doesn't have to be even someone that you hire, but if you want to step up in your life, if you want to get to that next level, you're not going to do it listening to a podcast or reading a book, reading a blog post from an online influencer or scrolling through social media. They can give us, uh, you know, some people really have had major changes through reading social media posts. I thought that was bullshit, but I read a couple of them. But here's the thing, though. There will be a time where you can't, you're not getting what you, maybe you, maybe when you started transitioning from like reading the news to reading some inspirational social media posts, or you went from uh, listening to music to listening to podcasts, that was the leap and it took you somewhere. It took you to the next level. But after you, that becomes routine for you. It no longer really takes you to the next level, does it? I mean, you keep coming back and listening to this show every week. I'm sure you listen to other podcasts as well. So I only put out two episodes a week. There's seven days in a week, or at least five days in most people's work week on, for the many people who listen to this driving to work every day. But there will be a limit that you can't get beyond, and it takes an expert to get you there. And this is true no matter if you're talking about working through trauma like I'm doing right now. It's just incredible the, the work I'm doing with her. And I mean, if you've noticed a change in, in the way I show up on these podcasts, that's where it's coming from. In fact, I've, I've, I made uh, the most money I've ever made in a week just a couple weeks ago. And it was because of these changes that I've made. And I wouldn't have been able to make the changes had I not hired these people. And that's my big message to you today. I'm not going to plug my coaching. You know where to go if you're interested. But I just want to ask you, what do you need? Where are you stuck? Is it in your relationships? Maybe it's in your finances. Maybe you don't need me. Maybe you need someone to help you straighten out your finances. Maybe you don't know how to manage your money well. Or maybe it is in your health and fitness. But wherever it is, and those are the top three, relationships, health and fitness, and money. Those are the big three right there. And if you're stuck and not getting, not making the money you want, not having the love that you want, not having the relationships with other people that you want, not having the relationships with your children that you want, if you're not having the type of health and fitness that every single person can have, you know, there's someone out there who you can work with and they can get you to the next level. But you've got to step up and invest in it. You've got to get committed. And that's the only way. That is the shortcut that everyone's looking for. And I was so resistant to it for, not no, no, that's not true. I wasn't resistant to it. I just couldn't be bothered at the moment, right? Too stuck in my own struggle to realize that I was too busy pushing the wheelbarrow with the square wheels when someone was like, hey, try this wheel. Try this round wheel instead of those square wheels on that wheelbarrow with that load you're trying to move. And I'm like, no, I'm too busy. I don't have time to put the the round wheels on. I'm too busy pushing this. It's so hard to push this this wheelbarrow with square wheels um, is taking all my energy and all my time to push it. 
And it's like, well, if you just would stop for a second and put the round wheels on, it wouldn't be so hard and you go faster, much further, much further and faster. But I was too busy and just didn't kind of want to do it and also didn't know who to hire too. It's a whole nother one. But now I got the round wheels on and I'm moving fast and I'm not special. You could be doing that too, but you've got to step up and, and figure out where you're stuck and find a person to help you with it. And I'll tell you one last thing about this. They don't even have to be the best person. You've got to just take the step and you can always trade up your coaches if you outgrow them really fast or feel like they're not serving you the way you need to be served. You can always trade up, but definitely don't wait on it. Do it. It will be the thing that you look back on and say, why didn't I do this earlier? I could have been much further along much faster, much happier, much, uh, you know, why didn't I do that before? And thinking about how I've made such tries in such a short period of time, I'm looking back and thinking, man, I should have done that a long time ago. And you're going to be the same way whenever you work with whoever you're going to work with. Now, of course, that's all our journey and we shouldn't look back with regrets. But at the same time, There's no need to needlessly struggle. So again, I'm going to ask you, challenge you, what area of your life do you need to work on? And who is a person that you can start to work with to help you to start make progress in that area? Not finding the ultimate guru, whoever, you know, who's going to solve everything for you. You're going to do most of the work anyway, by the way, that's how it works. But who's going to be that guide? Who's going to be the guide for right now? Again, you can trade up later, but that's what I want to challenge you with because we all need to be the strongest version of ourselves to take on the pain and suffering of others and and comfort them, whether that's the pain and suffering of your child who fell off their bike for the first time when they're trying to learn how to ride their bike or whether it's going to what I went through at the killing fields in, in Cambodia. We all need that if we want to be the strongest version of ourselves. And we should all want to be the strongest version of ourselves, I believe, because that means more people who do that, the world becomes a better place. The experience of life that you want, that's all there for you. But again, you've got to step up. Hope you enjoyed this. And again, just wanted to remind you, about the new series I'm releasing on December 30th. It's going to be three episodes long about everything you need to do to make 2020 your year. We're going to go a bit deeper than, all right, work muscles to muscular failure and eat protein. We're going to go a little deeper than that, okay, my friends? So I hope you had an amazing Christmas. I hope you got out a lot out of today's episode. It's a very strange experience, and I'm sure it was a very strange episode, but hopefully I connected enough of the dots to make it worth your time today and to bring you a valuable message. So I'm going to wrap up here, but I just want to say that I love you. I want the best for you, and I can't wait to see what you do in 2020.